0: This is Will Cooper with the Smooth Drawers Radio Show. I'm at the 2017 IPCPR Trade Show, and I'm in the Davidoff of Geneva booth, and I'm here with Charles Erwad of Davidoff of Geneva. Charles, how are you doing today?
1: Very good. Thank you, Will. All good. Very good, exciting show. A lot of things to to share with aficionados and retailers, and uh, it's been a great show so far. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've
0: been wanting to talk to you for a while. I know, uh, you, like I mentioned, your name's on press releases all the time, but this is the first time we've actually gotten a chance to meet here, so very excited here.
1: Great to meet face to face at last. Yeah. I've seen your name as well on a lot of the things I read. So. I hope it's good. <laughs> always good, always good. Exciting, uh, very good stuff. Charles, what's your role at Davidoff? I'm the CMO at Davidoff. Basically, I handle all the marketing and the innovation for Davidoff and the group and I'm based in Basel in Switzerland and I've been uh, with the company for uh, almost uh, six years and I've been uh, pretty much behind a lot of the things that you've been seeing on Davidoff, Avo um, and Camacho over the last uh, five years and, and working at making sure aficionados across the globe are uh, discovering new cigars and enjoying uh, exciting ex- experiences.
0: So let's go back to you said you would started around 2011 and at the time that's when your boss Hans Christian Holzgaard came into play And he put into an innovation strategy. And tell us a little about what that strategy was.
1: Well, the innovation strategy basically hinges on a number of factors. The first is to understand the DNA of the brands. And Davidoff, as you know, is a brand who has a founder, Zeno Davidoff. And Zeno Davidoff is a man, honestly, who's been very much a pioneer in the cigar industry. He's traveled all the tobacco countries. Very open-minded gentleman, and he was ready to basically uh, discover new lands and new tobacco lands. So, so, I've taken that as inspiration for our innovation strategy on Davidoff is to basically be open to uh, tobaccos from all over the world that could basically bring experiences which are very differentiated versus uh, the experiences we used to offer at Davidoff, which were, you know, mostly Dominican. So, over the last five years, you know, starting with Davidoff Nicaragua and what we call the Discovery Pillar, this black label Davidoff that uh, most of you have seen by now. Uh, We basically started bringing in uh, innovation, uh, working very closely with our Master Blender team and the DR, and making sure that these innovations are bringing very different cigar profiles uh, to attract different consumers and to delight different consumers across the globe. And we've seen great success. Uh, To give you an example, our Nicaraguan introduction had a lot of Cuban smokers who basically moved to Nicaragua and Arpuro enjoying it, and and this is how basically over a number of years, our business has doubled on Davidoff in the last five years, so globally, not just in the U.S. So it's been an exciting ride, exciting journey. Uh, I would say one of the key key components of that innovation strategy is to be on the lookout on what the consumer wants and desires versus what a team internally would think when the consumers wants and desires. So we've been very much, and this is one of our strategies, is to be close to, uh, in, uh, to panels of consumers in Asia, in Europe, uh, and in the U.S. to understand exactly what type of cigars would be delighting their, uh, their palates. And this is how, basically, over the last uh, five years, uh, a lot of the innovation has been striking a chord and, re- and giving great results on the business.
0: And then, you know, you talked about Nicaragua. That was the first David of Nicaraguan puro. Did you see that as something in the industry at the time that you needed to play in that space? No,
1: I, I have to say it's, it's not a question of whether we needed to play on the space or not. Uh, it was a taste profile that I thought we needed to deliver. And honestly, with Dominican cigars, uh, as we used to blend them, we were not de- able to deliver that spicy, uh, bittersweet type of profile. And looking at tobaccos, Nicaragua became an obvious choice, uh, great tobaccos uh, from Condega, from Esteli, or Metepe, in the case of Nicaragua Puro. And when we discovered that these, these tobaccos fermented the Davidoff Way and aged the Davidoff Way, because these tobaccos are aged a number of years, uh, uh, would basically deliver the kind of experience that we deliver. It didn't have to do with Nicaragua as a country or an origin, it had to do with the experience that the cigar had to deliver. Then you came up with Escurio, why Brazil? why brazil now you know this is one thing you know when uh, we looked at uh, some of the experiences and, and escurio is very polarizing some people love it some people hate it which is exactly what we want i'm a fan of it yeah that's exactly what i love to hear because you know yesterday i met somebody who said i hate that cigar and i love your nicaragua puro but these are very different cigars and the, the, one of the pillars of that innovation strategy is to deliver very different experiences for people like you who may enjoy that uh, spicy sweet profile better than the bittersweet profile, which the Nicaraguan putapuro delivers. So when we look at that and, and you know Rio, and you know, I don't know if you remember, but we had uh, the Olympics in Rio, and when I looked at Rio, Rio is all about rhythm, intrigue, and originality. And that was the inspiration for our blender. We said we need a very rhythmic cigar. We need to have you know, a cigar that constantly surprises you. And we wanted to play in that spicy because Rio is pretty spicy and sweet. There is a sweetness in Rio. And that's how basically Escurio was born and the blend with Matafina and Cubra as well as some Dominican tobaccos was basically created.
0: Now, then you kind of went, I say, home and you went back to the Dominican Republic, and you went with a tobacco called the Yamasa, which I had seen in other diabetics of cigars, but now you built a whole brand around it.
1: Yeah, Yamasa Yamasa is a long story. As you know, Henke, uh, Manuel Peralta, and the team have been working for over 20 years in making sure that uh, Yamasa is a piece of land. I don't know if you had a chance to visit Yamasa, but this is a, you know, it's, it's really for me, uh, when, when I talk to these guys who are behind the, uh, growing tobacco in Yamasa and understanding the challenge, uh, that, that was also, you know, one of the things that that's why Yamasa is called, uh, it's all about dream discoveries. Uh, and dares. I mean, really daring, I mean, to spend 20 years perfecting a land to deliver that kind of tobacco or something which was thought, you know, outside the world of tobacco would be quite a feat. And in tobacco, I don't think people spent 20 years trying to develop something out of a, a piece of swampland, honestly, which is not that great. So what they've done is basically a tribute to their work and, and Yamasa was called Yamasa, even though it's a blend. Of Nicaraguan tobaccos and Yamasa tobaccos, so it's a, a blend of Nicaraguan and Dominican, and that was to pay tribute, basically, to all the great work and to give, uh, you know, uh, give back uh, by, by recognizing all their hard work. Yeah, no, it's a that's a fantastic
0: story and a great blend as well. Yeah, then of course uh, there were a couple of other, but I'd say innovations from Davidoff that you haven't seen. There's the first. We'll start with the box presses that you introduced with Nicaragua.
1: Yeah, well, this was you know when we launched Nicaragua, and one of the things I realized, especially in North America, but also outside North America. Uh, you know the job of uh, Davidoff, and this is the mission on the brand, the same way as uh, Zeno was a pioneer and was willing and, and wanting to have people discover uh, new tobaccos, etc. So what we wanted to do with the box press is to allow people to experience a different way of enjoying a cigar. And box press does something to uh, Nicaragua when we tested it, which is delivering an extra kick. Uh, and, uh, and by also dialing up the Ligero and uh, uh, our box press, we delivered even more intensity behind the Puro. So what we did is basically by box pressing it, we wanted to deliver yet another experience with pretty much a similar blend. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite. That, was, that came my favorite. Gorgeous cigar. Gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous cigar. And, you know, in Europe, people who looked at it and say, oh, a square cigar or in Asia... Well, this is also one of the ways Davidoff opens the aficionados world saying, you know, look beyond what you have today and try something else. So you know, the message would be to a Cuban smoker saying, okay, Cuba is fantastic. I love Cuban cigars, but Cuba is four leaves and three seeds. And, you know, if you want to discover something which is a little bit different, there are countries uh, like Mexico with San Andres, like uh, Nicaragua with the Esteli, like the Dominican with San Vicente, creating tobaccos which deliver very different experiences. So I, I, I use these examples also to say, you know, try something which you're not comfortable with because, you know, there is adventure, there is exploration, and out of exploration, very often there is reward. I totally, I totally agree, and that's why I've been personally excited about Davidoff as well. Yeah, that's, that's basically, I hope, over the last five years, that's been our mission as a team, and that's what we've been working on, and there'll be yet uh, another number of uh, great great products and uh, innovations on the cigar side that will help the aficionado open its world uh, and, and see other things than either you know, the usual goes to cigar, which is fine, I mean, but it's good to try other things. Will Cooper, I'm with the Smooth Doors Radio Show here at the IPCPR
0: Trade Show. I'm here with Charles Awad of Davidoff at Geneva. Um, one more I want to mention and hit on is the, the 6x60
1: line extensions you introduced this year. Yes. Uh, now, you know, this is basically listening to consumers. and. There are some consumers who love 6x60s. I'm not a fan myself of 6x60s. I think it's a far too big a format but uh, to enjoy. But uh, I have to say, when, when a consumer wants it, you know, this is basically back to our mission. We're here to listen to what people want and give them in, in the blends that we decide that we want to deliver on an experience that allows them to, to enjoy that. So, so we did that on our whole uh, discovery range, on, on, on Escurio, on Yamasa, and on Nicaragua, just to give them the opportunity to enjoy their favorite format in our in our blends yeah
0: on this radio show i've talked about the david of nicaragua six
1: by six i thought it was an incredible size so yeah. personally so it was very good yeah, thanks thank you very much well yeah, that's uh, a lot of people have enjoyed it and i know it's uh, it's been a home run for us so far so turning our attention you know there's also white label which is an important part of the portfolio how are you incorporating innovation on that side of the portfolio Now, white label is a core of the franchise, and I have to tell you, you know, every time I travel to Asia and Europe, there are some core Davidoff consumers who love the white label, and the white label has fantastic, subtle aromas, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they're mild. Uh, There's a mild side to the white label, but there's also a much uh, bolder side to the white label, very different blends, and, and honestly, what we've done in the last number of years is basically to innovate. We have seen the 702 series, which has been a huge success in the US uh, and beyond. So we've launched a 702 series on our core properties, on the number two, on the anniversary three, on the special R, to actually make the white label uh, fresh again. And uh, a lot of white label consumers enjoyed their 702 counterparts, but then also a lot of new consumers started enjoying the white label with the 702 series. So it's basically making sure that we bring news to that side, we introduced finally a Robusto and a Toro on our signature range, which was long overdue. Right. But, you know, when you look at that and you do it, uh, it's basically helping on Grand Cru. Same thing. We have a Robusto at last. It was all Coronas before. So we're bringing you know, formats to excite people who want uh, you know, a Robusto on their Grand Cru range, etc. So a lot of exciting things on the, on the white label. And honestly, it's the core of our business. And this is where the consumer is actually enjoying in a big way. As well as our, of course, our new newer uh, innovations, but the the core of our business is still uh, in our history and heritage, which is a white label. Sure. No, I
0: agree. I love the seven. What you did with the 702 as well. Now this, you've done a lot of interesting projects. I would say they're kind of interest to our audience because we do a lot of cigar lifestyle. So you've done, you've collaborated with chefs, you've collaborated with artists, and you've positioned some cigars, as, you know, for the golfers. I'm thinking yeah. some of the limited editions. Are those things that that are part of the strategy as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, uh, cigars. I mean, uh, David, David also filling your time beautifully, and, and you don't enjoy a cigar. Uh, on its own. You're enjoying cigars in great company or, or if you're alone, you're actually dreaming and having a nice chilling time. But they're very often, you know, food associated uh, with cigars. So gastronomy is a natural extension. When I look at a master blender, uh, Davidov who's a magician, the chef is equally a magician and the chef has access to ingredients the same way our Magician Master Blender has access to a number of ingredients and tobaccos from all over the world. And there is a very close similarity because between the world of gastronomy and the world of uh, cigars. And I think that link is, is reinforced you know, uh, with our gastronomy events that we do across the globe, but also by these collaborations that we've done with the Chef Edition, in, in 2016, but another chef edition, which is coming in 2018, which really exciting. Oh, wow. Really oh, wow. That... Uh, this is big news, and, and a fantastic U.S. chef will be part of that edition, a fantastic Hong Kong chef, and so we, we're taking their inspiration, working with our blenders, and trying to develop a blend that suits their uh, their, their desires.
0: That's great, and then the, uh, the art edition, you used another one recently, that was a beautiful cigar. Thank
1: you. Uh, the art edition and the art initiative as a whole is very important for us. Because the Caribbean is our home, and this is what, you know, This is where we started, and this is where we need to basically give back. And uh, the art initiative is much much bigger than an art edition, which is actually giving back. By, uh, by some of the prophecies are reinvested into the art initiative, which is helping young Caribbean artists actually grow their art and be uh, in residencies in Beijing, in New York, in Berlin, and try to evolve their art form by being exposed to a Chinese way of art or a Berlin type uh, environment, etc., And so by doing that, we're basically giving them the opportunity to grow and we're featuring them in some cases in some of the work they do in our lounges and we're helping them basically uh, uh, become great artists. So this is our way of giving back to the, the Caribbean in a way. That's, that's you, know, you know,
0: there's some really interesting art projects I've noticed you did. Like last, uh, last year with the 2016, I think every box had a different piece of artwork yeah, on
1: it. this was, a, you know, uh, Olivia McGurst had basically done a film. I don't know if you've seen the, the whole film. Yes, I have. You have seen the whole film. So the whole film basically had 8,000-some frames, and every one of these frames was basically used as a, as a packaging execution on, on the box. And it was, you know, a, a complex project. But really, you know, it was paying tribute to all her work and her film and making sure that this actually uh, gave an exciting uh, execution on that. So there were no two boxes alike on that, correct? Not a single uh, uh, identical box. Every box was unique. How many boxes were there? Uh, I think we were at 7,500 or 8,000. That's still amazing. That's still amazing. That's yeah. amazing. A, single frame.
0: a single frame from that film. Yeah. Charles, you know, the, so one last point. The, the
1: Zodiac series, you know, FDA. Yeah. Are we going to see the Zodiac series come to closure? Now, you, you may or may not see the Zodiac series come to closure because you know the U.S. is one part, but there is the rest of the world, and we have a huge business outside the U.S. So the Zodiac series will continue. Uh, you'll have, I mean, I don't want to, you know, there will be innovation that may make it to the U.S. or may not make it to the U.S., depending on, on the, the situation uh, with the FDA. But there will be news in the U.S. because you can still innovate, especially with grandfather blends. Uh, and, and do things so so we'll we'll have a, maybe a, a rest of world versus USA type innovation stream coming forward that's great that's great so
0: you know um, th-
1: the last one I want to hit is um, and it was an expensive cigar, but I loved it was the, the royal release yeah the royal release is an outstanding cigar yeah. it's been uh, you know it's expensive, but you know it's not for everyday use right. it's basically for the special occasions. And we have a lot of consumers who actually praise this release uh, in a big way. And, and uh, we've been doing very well uh, across the globe with the release. So uh, that, that and Oro Blanco, of course, which is, you know, the ultimate rare cigar, which is, you know, uh, having its own consumer. And then some people want to, you know, splurge and indulge. And this is really an indulgence. Yeah, and there's definitely a market for that as well. Yeah, there is, absolutely there is, yeah.
0: Charles, I mean, uh, great show. Um, Really appreciate the time here. Like I said, pleasure to put a
1: face to a name here. And best of luck to you at the trade show. Thanks a lot, Will. And uh, best of continuation for you with all your uh, other uh, meetings and interviews. Take care. Thank you.